Hey guys, it's your girl Mala. And it's your girl Rini, and you're tuned into Big Chat with Mala and Rini. So yeah, guys, this week we're gonna be talking about basically language and how it affects our life and how we are able to balance it when it comes to our jobs and our friends and our family and stuff like that. I mean, I know for me, when I'm at home, my accent is on 24-7. I might slip in a American here and there, but I definitely, I feel that I have an Antiguan accent. I don't know. Do you feel you, you have an Antiguan accent? Do Antiguans feel like I have an accent? I don't even know. Do I? How do they call it an accent? It's, no, it's, they call it it's dialect. dialect. Yes. We don't really have, uh, I guess you can call it a patois, but not really. I mean, I don't think I have an accent. I think I have like a New York accent. I don't think I have an Antiguan accent. But I have been told when I'm in Antigua that people recognize me from school and from here and from bank and all this. I'm like, that's not me. You have me mistaken. <laughs> I've been mistaken for a Dominican too, so it won't even make a difference. Man, listen, I've been mistaken for Nigerian. But yeah, I feel like even growing up, when I was around you guys, like I'm around my father's side of the family, I felt more comfortable speaking with an Antiguan dialect. I didn't feel like I had to hide that, you know? Yeah, at home, that's basically how we talk, which is why when I go to Antigua, Sometimes I do talk dialect and sometimes I don't. I guess I just turn it on and off depending Mm -hmm. on who I'm talking to because sometimes I feel like my Antiguan, whatever you want to call it, is not necessarily on par. Because sometimes Mm -hmm. when Antiguans talk fast, I'd be like, what did you just say? Especially them Jennings, man. Yes, sometimes I'm just like, "Um, maybe I should not speak like in case I sound weird or... I don't know if I'm going to sound authentic enough. I don't want to sound like I'm faking it. Because I've heard some people do some some um, dialect. And I'd be like, ooh, that's not for you. That ain't That is not for you, sis. Exactly. I'm going to name names, but I'm just saying. Exactly. Some people, I'd be like, nah. And I'm not going to say that I, I should be the judge. But just in general, I don't really. I just don't. I just pick and choose when I speak it. But at home, I speak it all the time. I just, you know what it is for me? It's like, okay, when I lived in the Bronx, you know, we all lived together or whatever. Like I said, I was comfortable speaking with an Antiguan dialect because that's how my father spoke to me. You know, that's how your mom spoke to us, you know. So we spoke, we spoke like that to each other. But, ooh, excuse me. But when I, when I um, moved back to Harlem and I started living with my mom, Speaking with an accent was just not going to happen in my mother's house. No. You're American. You were born in America. You do not need to speak like that. And it was so weird for me because I'm like, but that's how I talk when I'm in the Bronx. So why is it a problem here? You know? So for a long time, I did not speak with any sort of dialect. I feel you. I mean... Like, one of my uncles, he didn't feel like dialect was, like, our educated language. Like, you didn't speak that way if you have an education. He felt like it was, like, coming out of slavery kind of thing. Mm-hmm. 
So mm-hmm. he would just be like, you know, why would you choose to speak like that when you know you can speak, quote unquote, properly? I'm like, you know, because the Queen's this... English. Yes, and I'm like, um, just because I can, don't mean I have to. But when we went to his house, like in the summer times, it was always told to us, like, you know, just don't do it. Just because you're in his house, you have to follow his rules. So just speak. And his wife is not of Caribbean descent, mm-hmm. so it's like. We have to basically just switch it up. Like, I know when everybody's at my house during the summer, when we were younger, like, we're just talking dialect just all, all the time. time. We get yelled all at in dialect. <laughs> we get in trouble in dialect. We get yelled at in dialect. So you speak like... to your mother, your aunts in dialect. I mean, it wasn't like some people, like how they would say, oh, you speaking raw. That, it wasn't nothing like that. But we did, we, we had dialect. We had an accent. You know what I'm saying? So now I come and I'm living with my mom and she's telling me she don't want me to speak like that. And I'm just like, whoa, what am I supposed to do? And now I'm living with her, but I'm still going to Antigua during the summers. So I'm down there and I'm not speaking with any dialect. Like I spoke American every time I went to Antigua when I was living with my mother. Not I. And it was Honestly, so I'm going to be honest. I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> it was, but, but, then, but then this is the thing, right? It's like, as I got older, what I would do is I would speak it, but I would kind of, like some people say, twang it. So I'm speaking with a, like you can hear the dialect, the accent, but it wasn't as raw as if we would say certain things. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I don't really, I mean, I mean, even like when we're at school, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I know some people that when they speak, they have an accent. Like a lot of, like sometimes you have kids that just just came from their country, they have like an accent. And I remember one time, I know sometimes that when I get upset, it slips out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because that dialect or accent carries more passion, in a sense. Like someone can really tell you're upset because now you've broken. You've broken that wall, that language wall. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, um, we tapping into something not primal, but just like within my nature. Like it's just more in my DNA, I should say. I guess I could say. It's like weird. Like I, that happened to me one time in high school. Like somebody did something in class that was making stuff like extend too long. And I literally slammed my book on the floor and I was just like, oh gosh. And everybody was just like, Sorry, was, was, that little, was that a little accent in there? And I was like, huh? And they were just like, no, you just spoke like with a little accent. What was that? And I'm like, that's, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. And of course, you know, the first question that a lot of people will ask is like, oh, you from in um, Jamaica? Exactly. And that happened, that happened to me in high school too. I remember I went to high school and we, um, well, this was a couple, maybe this was like sophomore year of high school. And this was when I was going to Catholic church. And um, they had a youth group there. And this guy, of course, you know, he's American or whatever. And I was talking to another girl whose family is from Montserrat. But I was talking to her with an accent. Not nothing like out the way. I mean, people could still understand what I was saying, you know. And he was like oh with your fake Jamaican accent and I'm like 
how would you know what's fake from what's real? You're so American. Like, nothing about you is Caribbean at all. You're from the South. You don't even hang with West Indian people, Caribbean people. So how would you know if my accent was fake or not? Right? And girl, when he said that, I saw the right antigua come out to me. Just like it is, yeah. Oh, God, I'm sure you get so wetsy. Lord yeah, have yeah. mercy. He People don't even know the danger. He get water until the boy just sit on that quiet and he in light skin. And I saw he read when we're done with him. And when I was finished with him, like, I was upset with myself for getting that angry and speaking that way to him. You yeah. know, like, that's not my mom doesn't want me to talk like that like this is what she did does not want me to talk like but then it felt good because I'm like I set his ass straight and he don't even know what I said from what I didn't say but he knew not to rest with me again right right you know what I'm saying so it was like it's like give and take and when I'm around my friends I do talk I mean I got more comfortable later in high school going into college talking with an accent and even though I was not born in Antigua I did not raise up in Antigua I was born here I only went to Antigua in Montserrat during the summers but I felt that connection and I felt that I I I could speak with an accent you know like I didn't feel like it was something exclusive Right. Like, oh, if you're only Antiguan, you can only speak Antiguan. I didn't feel that way, you know? And then... That's what Go ahead. Sorry. And then with my friends, you know, once they started to accept me, like, sometimes they'd be like, oh, Mola, how do you say this? Or, um, talk with your accent. Like, don't, don't be afraid to speak with your accent. So to know that people understood that that was a part of me and they accepted me for it I felt made me more comfortable speaking like that as well yeah I feel you I mean I'm always telling people like I told my father because my father likes to say I'm a fraud he's like you were not born in Antigua why you keep saying you're Antiguan where you going with Antiguan flag and I'll be like daddy that's just just kind of okay I was born there in spirit that's what I told him I told my I told my dad that all the time. I'm like, yo, I was born in Antigua in spirit. Okay. And that's okay. what I rep. It's very rare that you will see me going anywhere with an American flag. Like, ever. Even when I was in elementary school, they have, we had, used to have this thing called like a, kind of like a parade of flags, basically. Mm-hmm. And they would take us from the school. We would march all the way around the block and come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we would like you know make our flags on paper you draw your flag whatever and you take it you wave and you know people will see you and you wear like your national clothes some kids wore like you know the national clothes or whatever mm-hmm. me and I had a national clothes but we might have a flag though <laughs> and my flag it would be like a big Antiguan flag and then maybe like a tiny little US flag in the corner because it's just like why would I even like I just did not associate I was like, yes, I live in America, blah, blah, blah. But everything in my house is Antigua. All my, mm-hmm. my family is Antiguan. So I'm just like, okay, they're Antiguan. I'm Antiguan. That's how it is. So I'm just like, exactly. okay, well, yeah, I'm Antiguan. And you like, see, I didn't... Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. <laughs> I was just saying, like, I didn't differentiate. I didn't really separate it. There's no... I'm not going to say there's two sides to me, but there are. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's just Most all definitely. lumped in. 
everything is just lumped yeah. in and I just it turns on and off depending on who I'm talking to what I'm talking about you know you you switch it on and off wherever you are like I don't talk in dialect at work unless I have somebody there that I know will fully understand what I'm trying to say because mm-hmm. I'm not gonna translate so yeah and that's another thing too it's like okay you have you're talking when you're home you're talking with your dialect when you're with your friends you're talking one way and I know for me when I'm at work as people will say my Becky quote unquote (laughs) my Becky turns on you know and it's just I don't know I think it's just something that's ingrained in us to you know you speak proper when you're in a professional setting and when they mean proper they just I feel like People need to understand that when people say proper, they don't mean that the other is wrong. Exactly. And they don't mean that you you have to speak like, oh, okay. And, you know, like, that's not what they mean by. Girl, can we just proper. call it they what it is? Like, They're not going to say, like, you know, talk like a white person. And all white people don't even talk like that. But exactly, everybody, exactly. it's kind of an understood thing. Like. When your Caribbean parents tell you speak pop- properly or to speak proper, it's just like speak like you know, like you have an education, like people will understand like, you exactly what, what you're saying, and that and you will get is. your yeah, that you will get your point across because dialect dialect is like they take three words, make it into one word. They take the word that's supposed to be at the front, they put it at the end, yep. all that stuff that people are gonna mm-hmm. be like, what? And it you get things will get lost in translation. If you speak properly, like your Becky voice that you use at work is basically my interview voice. Mm-hmm. And then once I start working at the place, then I realize like I check my surroundings, I see how other people are talking. If I'm talking like regular, I'm not gonna say that I talk like I'm out in the street. Well, if I'm in the street, I'm still talking the same way because I don't really talk like ratchet or hood unless I'm just like You're joking. In that type of yeah, like yeah, it's just that's not really my thing, but. Yeah, like, when I'm in the office, there's differences. When they ask me at a, you know, on an interview, like, where do you see yourself in five years? Of course, I'm going to give them, you know, the the nice voice, the so-called, um, please hire me, I need this job voice. Of course. Most definitely. <laughs> like, but yeah, but see, that's the thing. Shereen, I feel that with our parents being like, you need to speak proper and stuff like that, we didn't have a chance to talk, as they would say, in Ebonics. Like, well, I, I only did that for fun. I, I only did that for kicks. What's in exactly. Like, I couldn't go to my mother and be like, yo, ma. You know what happened who that? today? She looked at me like I had three heads. First of all, who are you talking to about yo, ma? Like, you American, but that's not how you're going to address me. You know? At all. Ever. So, it's like, all of that. At growing up, it was very, it was hard sometimes because sometimes I wanted to talk with my, with a dialect. I, I felt like I would be able to express myself more with that dialect that I grew up and that I'm accustomed to using. And then other times I'm just like, I just need to throw this away. Absolutely. I mean... I didn't have it the same as you where 
I was like specifically told that I had to speak, you know, that specific way, like how your mom did to you, you know, even if you're in the house. But I pretty much learned from my mother. Like <laughs> my mom would be talking straight dialect in the house. I go and get sit on the move Friday. Like she be talking straight, mm-hmm. and then the phone ring, and somebody else like, "Hello, good evening." Excuse. I'd be like, "Who is this person?" Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, "Oh, okay, this." Like, when I call her at work, I know that I have to, hi, good afternoon, can I speak to Shirley, please? Exactly. And they go ahead and they get her, yada, yada, yada. And then she gets on the phone, she's not going to, unless she's, like, talking to me in a lowered voice, like I'm in trouble or whatever. But she's just, she just had a different voice, and I think that's where I picked that up. Where it's like, I knew when to turn it on and off. Mm-hmm. I knew how to speak in different situations. And, I mean, I didn't have a problem with it, but like I said, like, even... When I go to Antigua now, like I talk dialect more now probably than maybe my in between years. Like my middle school years, I probably spoke less dialect like outside of my house. Oh, I wasn't speaking no no kinds of dialect. Between fifth grade and tenth grade, there was How do you remember these things? She was like, between 10 a.m. and 5th grade <laughs> on the day of... I be like, girl, what? Your memory's not late. I'm an elephant. I don't forget nothing. Well, me and me, we're my son penguin. Now this. Oh, Lord. But yeah, <laughs> no, I'm so serious. It's, I'm telling because that's when I moved. That's when I moved back to Harlem with my mom. From 5th grade to about 10th grade, I did not speak for that with an accent at all and if I did it was like a joke thing like if my mom and then was joking about something they'd be like oh Jamola how your father said this one time and then I would say it like how I like how I would say it you know but to say that I'm in the house and I'm talking to my mother I could not go to my mother and be like mommy you know what happened to me she'd be like "Uh uh-uh no you're American that's not how you're talking to me you know, and it's, I don't know if she did it because she felt like I was gonna like just use that throughout my life. That you wouldn't learn how to turn it on and off. Yeah. Know? So right. she was trying to train me to 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 speak American, to have an American accent. You know. So that's what it was. And even now, when I go to Antigua, like how you say, you know, you go to Antigua, it's on and off. Even now, when I go to Antigua, no BS. If I turn it on, I'm either drunk or I'm around <laughs> my friends. When I'm in Antigua, I be yanking. Like, I yank so hard, they probably think I'm not even real American. Until they get your Vicks. <laughs> or get your two drinks. I be yanking so hard in, in Antigua. It is ridiculous. But when I'm home here, and I think, too, for me now... Why I speak more with the accent is because, of course, my husband, he was born and raised in Antigua. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he don't really turn that joint off. So, <laughs> when we in the house, ain't no American accent coming out unless, you know, one or two times we joking around. But most of the time, this is how I'm talking to him. Just like how I'm talking now. You know, like I said, it's not no raw back in that. Why? You know, happened to me the other day. I did. Like, I'm not no Ray, no Ray Ray kind of chick. You know what I'm saying? But when I turn it on, I turn it on. I mean, it's funny. I watch, I watch like the kids that came after us. And 
you know, even my younger cousins and stuff like that, like, I know that when they were younger, it was definitely like they just spoke like they were American. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they, to me, it didn't seem like they thought about it if they spoke in dialect, like if they were thinking as much as we might have been thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And now, like with my niece and my nephew, it's crazy because sometimes I feel like the girls will speak dialect more, more than so the than the boys. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. And one would think that the girls always want to be, you know, you want to be accepted and whatever, whatever, but like, you know, the kids these days and the culture right now is that being West Indian or Caribbean is cool. It's like in. Mm-hmm. So yep. if they speak in dialect, it's not a big deal. Like when we were younger, you speak in dialect, they tell you, you just got off the boat. You just yeah. got here. You were immigrant. You were this, that, and the third. You, you still just came on a banana, banana boat. boat and all yeah. this other stuff. And you're like, banana boat? What are you talking about? I was born in the Bronx. Exactly. Bronx, Lebanon. All day. But day. it's weird. It's like, <laughs> I watch my niece and my nephew. And it's like, my niece, you talk to my niece and you would just be like, oh, so she she spent time in Antigua. I think Jada has been to Antigua maybe three, four times in like she life. Jaden, he just I I hardly ever hear him turn it on. Like I I don't even recall a time, except maybe if he was a, like a young child, like we would tell him to mimic something or repeat something. Mm-hmm. But I don't recall. I mean, he's your godson. You can tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't recall him really talking like antique antique version i mean i think i i mean to tell you the truth i really hear Jaden talk period but <laughs> <laughs> but when he when he does talk i mean i don't really hear him with an accent but i'm sure he could turn it on you know what i'm saying but like you said the girls seem to pick it up more because even with me my cousin my older cousin he is real. If you hear him talk with an accent, he's mimicking something. Mm. He will never be talking and just bust out with an accent or dialect. My brother either. You know what I'm saying? When was it? My child. She went to Antigua two summers ago. And when my child came back from Antigua, oh my gosh. That's the validation right there. That's I how you said, know. oh, Father, <laughs> please let this accent. And it's like, I know she spoke like that because that's how her grandmother spoke to us. That's how her cousin was speaking. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. she picked it up. But at that time, she didn't know how to switch it off. Right. She didn't know, you know, how to switch it off. So she came back and she's talking pure Antiguan dialect. Mommy! When she came with that, I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not dealing with no sing-song calling right now. Oh, goodness Mommy! Lord. And my daddy! And everything was like dragged out. And I said, oh, father. But now, she knows how to switch it on and off. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes yeah. she be in here, she playing her game. She be like, "You're disgusting," and I'll be like, "Here we go." <laughs> oh, like, at least, I mean, at least come on, the boss. 
at least it's at least it's authentic. But there's nothing worse than somebody that's trying. She knows how to turn it on and off. And for me, I will never like I will never tell her no. Don't speak like that. When she came back from Antigua, I never said don't speak like that. I just spoke more American to her so that she could get accustomed to speaking American again. Right. You know, because it's it's what she is. She was just about to go back to school. And she went back to school maybe like two weeks after that. I'm like, they're going to be looking like, wait, where did this child go? And why she's looking like this? Yep. You know, so that's how it was with her. But I would never, like I said, I would never tell her, like, no, I don't want you speaking like that. Express yourself. I want her to be able to express herself. And if she's playing a game and she wants to express herself by saying, come on, the boss. Or she want to be like, yo, man, it's fine. Yep. You know, I don't. As long as you know the difference, it's not. I feel like it's not a big deal. And she knows the difference because she doesn't speak like that in school. But she's like that here in the house. And that's fine. Or she knows where to speak. Because even if she's down in church, I'm sure she knows that she could throw on her accent down there too. Or she's around you guys and stuff like that. So I just I just want her to know that it's okay. Right. It's okay. And it's a part of her. Because it's a part of your culture. Like your dad is full blown anti him. And your mom is a watered down version. Very you <laughs> just half and half. <laughs> Me and half. She more antiquing than me. Oh goodness. Facts. Because I'm a fifty. I'm only then 50%. I'm then I'm I'm good then. I'm only fifty percent. She's seventy five percent. I'm a hundred. Yeah, you are all day. Ooh. Her father was born and me, raised there. His parents was born and raised there, so she can't get no more antiquing than that. All I got is my father. So she more antiquing than me. So let her speak with her accent if she wants it. What you say? Sounds good to me, right? I agree. Yeah. I know my kids don't talk with accent. People gonna be like, oh, where's you from? Bank? <laughs> be like, no. In <laughs> Brooklyn. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> what? I don't know. Man, listen, when I go down to Antigua, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you a little joke. So here's a joke, right? When I first started going out with um my current husband my current husband I was about to like you had another husband just hush don't judge my life <laughs> when we started going out or whatever and we went to Antigua together for like the first time mm-hmm. and he went me to go he took went me to go <laughs> he took me to go and meet a friend of his right mm-hmm. and do you know that this man tried to give me a test because he's like, oh, so like, where's she from? Whatever. He was like, she was born in New York, but she's Antiguan. And mm-hmm. his friend was like, nah, if she's from New York, she's just from New York. And he's like, nope, trust me, she's Antiguan. And the guy was like, okay. So if somebody asks you to do something and you know you're not going to do it, what do you say? So I was like, Tal. he was like, yeah, man, yeah, she Antiguan. Because that is, that is right. That's the right answer. I'm like, no, he did not just ask me. You know what? He You're had right. to make sure that his his boy was, you know, getting with somebody who was authentic. I was so over them. And it's so funny because even when we went to Antigua, we go to Carnival. I'm one of those people that's like jumping up in the band. I'm 
in the front of the stage like I'm in it like I'm engrossed in it Mm -hmm. and I've been that way from childhood you know what I mean like I'm fully engrossed in that side of myself and this person that I'm married to is full Antiguan and he trying to be society that's kind of at the back end. So I'm like, yo, I will catch you when it's time to exit. Send me a text message. Come make a jump up and what to bump people. I don't have time. Like, yeah. And I talk, I mean, like, you know, when you first meet people, you just talk, you know, blah, blah, blah. But talking dialect literally is the language of my home. And when I say my home, I'm talking about, like, in the Bronx, in my home. Mm-hmm. That is the language of my home. And it's like, I was surrounded by my Antiguan family, and then majority of the families that lived in my building were, were Antiguan or Jamaican or, yeah. So it's like, even the people that were coming to visit, they were like, the, they the family that was closest accent. to mine, yeah, the family that was closest to mine was Jamaican. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't getting away, nor which way I turned. So it's just like, yeah, that's literally how I talk like my entire life. Exactly. So if somebody wanted to tell me now that I wasn't Antiguan, I would just be like, You feel you offended. Are like why? You like you're I'm, doing a lot. I'm not. Like how are you gonna tell me I'm not Antiguan? Because my birth certificate says I'm not Antiguan. So what? A lot of them didn't exactly. see the birth certificate and say Antiguan. I'm just it sure don't. It sure don't. Because a lot of people's parents definitely had them up here and mm-hmm. took them back to Antigua. And they will tell you that they're the most Antiguan there. They grew up there. But I'm like, yeah, but you're, if we're going by birth certificates, you're oh, as yeah. American as I am. So you grew up on the island. I grew up with people that brought the island here. So I don't really see. I mean, I can hear, sometimes I can hear their accent. And I know I have a cousin that was born in New York, grew up in Antigua, and then came back to New York. And I don't even know if he has an American. I mean, kinda, I guess. But can I can I name names? Really he don't I don't got no he, don't ac- he, he, he have an Antiguan accent. He ain't got no American nothing. Tristan does have it. He has. He can talk. He can like, He can talk. He can speak mm-hmm. spooky, but you know, like when he talks, he be like, twanging. You are so Antiguan. He be twanging it for real, for real. Like he be talking full, full blown Antiguan. I'm just like, no. To like Amer- people that I think are American, he'll talk Antiguan to them and just be like, they need to just understand. I'm like, what? Like, is this how you talk at work? He's like, that man don't know how me to help me go. And I'm like, my cousin is a madman. <laughs> Like, but he's been doing just fine. So I just like, okay. I remember one time, I was just talking. I was talking with an accent, and my stepfather was like, "Why are you talking? Like, why are you talking like that now? Like, I've like I've noticed that that's just how you talk all of a sudden." And I'm like, I'm like, all of a sudden, like I've always had an act. Like I'm, I'm just so confused as to how is this all of a sudden. And, when I've always, you know, I've always had an accent because you've heard me from when I was younger talking with an accent. So how was this all of a sudden? You know, I mean, I didn't feel no way about it, but I'm just like, so am I wrong for talking like this or what? You know, and then you just, you just left the home that was telling you that you shouldn't. 
you came out of that age already. You're past the point of someone telling you how to speak, how not to exactly. Speak. Yeah, but it's still so, it's I still was point. just like, uh, should I feel offended about this or not? And then maybe like a week or two later, I was talking to my husband. I was talking like how I'm talking now. And he's like, um, can you talk to me with an accent? Because me not me not really understand why you're talking to me. So because you know, that's not how I always talk. And I'm like, okay. That so, that so sounds like it. I'm like, all right. So now I'm over here and I'm like, yeah, baby, because, you know, and the gals say this and that or whatever. And he's like, yeah, that sounds better. Me, you know, you talk to me, American, and, you know, that's in a hard talk. I'm like, oh my God. So I just have to. Yeah, you're real stuck in the middle. I am so stuck. But. I'm I'm just glad that I was like I didn't get rid of my ex or it wasn't lost, you know, because I feel like yeah, it's definitely. part of my identity. It is when I'm talking, when I hear my cousins talk and and my aunts and my dad and even my mom and my aunt now when they talk, I be like, yo, y'all really just trying to rid me of this accent like it was the worst thing on earth and listen to you they probably just thought that that's what they were supposed to do come here and assimilate yeah but you can't you know fit in you can't I want you to fit in and I feel like I just like but that do that they what? come here they want to assimilate they want to they want to fit in they want to just lose this identity but it's like yo this is who makes you who you are your culture, your heritage, your language, your history, like all of this is one package. If you lose one, you losing it all. That's how I see it. Yeah. I mean, we're better for it. And even, I, I mean, I have friends from, their families are from other islands or they are from other islands and it's the same kind of conversations that I've had with a few of them you know it's like yeah I was born there I came here when I was 10 and I'm like what you sound more American than me and yeah. it's like yeah because my mom yeah, wasn't some saying people that really, like, I wasn't yeah some people really just lose all together, all together. Like, my cousin I mean, my cousin hasn't really lost hers, but to hear her speak in dialect now, it's less normal, I guess. Because when she first came up here, it was kind of funny for us because she was like a little bit more raw than mm-hmm. us. And she was kind of like the one that always spoke her mind. So like anytime something happened, she would just talk in straight up dialect. And we used to think it was like the funniest thing. And as the years passed and, you know, she made new friends and she went to school and whatever... We started to realize, like, yo, like, she does not really speak with an accent. And the funny thing is, her mom's sister's children are the same. To me, they're more American than they are Antiguan in terms of, like, how they speak or the music that they Mm -hmm. prefer, um, how they speak with their friends, even how they speak when they're with us the dialect doesn't mm-hmm. always come out but their parents dialect come out and I'm like how did you guys get so Americanized yeah, exactly. when we all grew up around each other 
it's crazy that you mention that because I know a girl who her family like she was born in Antigua and her family had to teach her how to talk Antiguan mind you know the gal born in Antigua must say she grew up there for a little bit but you know she come here when she younger her mother her parents they talk Antiguan her family talks Antiguan and they had to teach her like they're teaching her how to speak with an accent like how do you it's it's just funny that people can easily lose an accent. Yeah. Or gain a new one, I should say. Because even when you think about like people that move from state to state to state. I know when I was going to school in Maryland, everybody knew I was from New York. Everybody knew I was from New York. Just by the way you said New York. Because my accent was just a New York accent. You know what I'm saying? And I wasn't, I, I felt like I wasn't losing it for anyone. But then when I would come home, certain things I would say, people would be like, oh, you sound like them down south people. And I'm like, what? No, I don't. What you talking about? You know what I'm saying? But I feel like it's your... It's there. We pick it. We pick yeah, things up. Yeah, and it's, it's, like, it's, it's your environment. You know, the environment right. affects language. It does. Definitely. I got a cousin like that. I got a cousin that every time she just, I don't know if she likes to just pick up accents. Mm. And sometimes I don't even think she realizes it. So when she goes to visit, like, her mom's side of the family that lives up here, but they live in Pennsylvania... She'll come back and be talking like them. Or if I talk to her when she's there, she talks like them mm-hmm. when she's there. Or when they come to visit her, she, I'm like, do you realize that you are talking with a whole other accent? And she's like, no, what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, you know. You know, and you're just trying to mess with me right now because I cannot. I can't pick up accents yeah. like that. Like, I can't, like, pick them up that easily. It's so hard for me to do any other accent other than the American and Antiguan. Like I have to really try. I think I think I do a good Jamaican accent. I think I do. But that's me saying that I think um, I do. I don't know if a Jamaican would really think yeah, that. That don't exactly. that don't mean that it is. I don't think a Jamaican would think that I do a great Jamaican accent. I feel like that is another language. No. Beige. That accent. No offense to any Jamaicans. Come on. Jamala. When they were talking, I'm like, what are these words y'all made up to think? That's the only part that I think would qualify this as a different language. The words that they have now put together or are made up according to how they grew up there. Like, the first time I found out that Dukana in, in, in Jamaica is called yep. Blue Draws, I'm like... And sometimes when they talk, I'm like, what? Sweet. Like, I have to kind of slow it down in my head. And then be like, oh, okay, I see how that could. But they have their own. Is that I'm gonna use a big word? I don't know. I don't know if it's right. Colloquial. Yes. Colloquial. Oh, good job. Colloquial. Oh, thank you. I didn't pull out the dictionary for that oh, one. Praise the Lord Jesus. And it's just like exactly. And it's like I was like, I have no idea what like some of the things that they say because it's a cultural like seeing how they speak specifically there but a lot of people say that Jamaicans and Antiguans sound very close and I would I'm inclined to agree about that because 
the accent isn't that far off it's just different slight different variations in certain things but a lot of times like the accent itself I'm like yeah you could probably pass for an Antiguan or sometimes an Antiguan can mm. pass for a Jamaican mm. to me I've heard that but I've heard that Antiguan um, Jamaican sounded like I personally I I've never heard it for myself like I feel like I could different differentiate between a Jamaican and an Antiguan I don't know that's just me I mean I can too but I've heard some I guess that they have a softer Jamaican mm-hmm. accent not as raw as some people are it can still come off a little mm-hmm. bit Antiguan to me like it can it, it comes close because there's other islands that you cannot mix At one all. for the other like I'm not I can hear a Bayesian and be like oh, that's let me Asian. tell you period and I'm gonna tell you right now if I'm not talking to a Bayesian face to face so that I can read their lips Sometimes I don't know what they're saying. Like, I used to talk to a friend of mine over the phone, and I'd be like, I don't know what he just said, but I'm going to laugh. Let me tell you that. how, when I, when I went into the hospital to have my son in December, I had two nurses. And this one nurse, she's talking, and I knew she was from the islands, right? Because she had an accent while she spoke. It wasn't no New York accent. Like, you know, she didn't have no New York draw, as they say. And she said one word. And I looked at her and I said, you from Barbados? And she was like, yeah, and started laughing. And I'm like, just by the way you said that one word. What was the one word? Because I have a word in my head. I I can't even remember the word. But the way she said it, I'm like, that is so, oh my goodness. What was the word that she said to me? I almost thought you were gonna wanna? say wanna? Wanna? No. It's more it's like the Jamaican version. I mean it's like the Bayesian version yeah, of the Jamaican I don't saying wanna. But they don't say it that way. They say it like mm-hmm. wanna like with a W instead of the O sound. And I was like, what? But you I can hear a Bayesian accent. Guyanese people talk kind of like they flip them words all over the place and I just be like, all right. Like like that chicken she curry situation. Okay. About the chicken curry. <laughs> <laughs> because no, I'd be like, you it's mean so funny when of like you see the different memes and it's like how Caribbean people say it, how Guyanese people say it, and everything is always flipped the other way. It's flipped the other way. They'd be like, oh, you said yeah. that movie. I'm about like, y'all need to stop. No, I mean, that's not it. Yeah, the chicken curry thing be catching me off guard. Like, I'm like, chicken curry? Ain't that curry chicken? Because it's like, you curry the chicken, you not chicken the curry. <laughs> exactly. I just be like, I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. But it's, I mean, you yeah. know, to each their own. But yeah, you can tell like Trini sound like Trini's and, you know, Bayesians sound like Bayesians and... Trini's yes, definitely they be do. singing when they I talk. I love you. I love they you, Sheets, aka Cricks, aka Nikki, but y'all sing. <laughs> yeah, definitely sing. They do. They do sing. And I, but I really like to it hear just it. Sounds it's just so like sweet. It. Especially when I hear somebody be like, oh gosh. I'm like, oh, my heart. Yes. <laughs> the funny thing is, I actually like the Bayesian accent. I like hearing it. Better while to say that I always understand what yeah, they're saying. Yeah, I don't I understand. I, when I went when Wanda. I went to Barbados two years ago, 
for a wedding. Me and my cousin, we went to, you know, the famous Chefette. And Chefette. <laughs> I placed my order and she said it back to me and I was like, no, that's not what I ordered. <laughs> and I said it to her again and then she said it back to me and I was like, can you say it slower? And then when she said it, I was like, oh, okay. Because I swear to you, I'm like, okay, say I ordered a number 14. You could not tell me she said number 14. That is not what she said. She said something else. Probably. She said 40. And I was like, <laughs> you want to you number 40? But I mean, that's I the closest I can get to a Beijing accent. accent. I really I can't. Like, I, oh, I don't like that accent if I heard it. You know? I just know Beijing no. accent is one accent I will never be able to by any means necessary. I've tried. At My aunt all. tried to teach me because her her ex husband is Beijing. Didn't work. I went to Barbados. I tried. I tried. Big up, big up, um, V Easy. Because every time he see me, he be trying to hit me with the Beijing accent, and I swear I be trying to answer him back. And I know I sound like an ass. <laughs> he hit you with the he yeah. Hit you he with always the, hit you me from with that. I be like, I ain't from about here. And I'm like, I know I don't sound Beijing. Oh my goodness. They love that. You from yes. out here? No, I'm from Christchurch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Good times. I wasn't there, but it was still good times. I just, you know, live But I just feel, I mean, I feel like language is such a big part of our culture that we should embrace it more. We should not be afraid to want to have an accent or a dialect or talk with in patois whatever like we should not be afraid we should embrace that yep. because at the end of the day that is one thing that the slave master could not take away from us in some senses and I may come up I mean I might get some black backlash for saying this but technically the reason why we have dialect is because of slave masters and because of the the system of slavery, yeah, of course. because dialect is not is not the original language, but because they decided that they were going to separate, you know, people that were from, you know, mm-hmm. as we call it, the continent of Africa, and separate them, you know, from people that spoke their common language because exactly. they don't want an uprising. So of course they separated all of them people and from all they kind lost of different that tribes. language. They're intermingling and they're intermingling. Exactly. They lose, they lose, they lost their original language and almost basically you could say mm-hmm. they lost their original self and now they've created a new self and that new self is yep. basically what we're born from. So all of the things Thank that they all. had to piece together and words that they made during mm-hmm. that time, that's why we speak the way that we do or why Antiguans and Bajans and Guyanese and all the other um, islands speak the way that they do. And it's funny because you can definitely still piece together some of the colonial so like when I hear Jamaican talk I'd be like I can pull some mm-hmm. certain words and phrases and still hear the British in it because British people speak and have similar yeah like language like similar I words mean, similar things it. that they put together the, and, the you have like you said you have all these people there coming from Africa you have the, the different tribes intermingling because they didn't want to keep you know people from the same tribe together because like you said 
slave uprising rhetoric like that. If you mix them, they don't know how to talk to each other. But then at the same time, the master is talking to them. So now they have to figure out a way to communicate with each other, communicate with the master. So they're developing their own language. You know what I'm saying? Like the slave master, they called the kids pickaninnies. And oh, we turned that into picnic. Like and that. You know Man, I remember the time when your dad told me that we shouldn't use the word picnic. And I was like, what? And he explained a whole, he had a whole story about how picnics were like what they had for um, mm-hmm. like lynchings. Yep. You know how people used to bring their kids, bring their kids to the lynchings and mm-hmm. they put out picnic baskets and what we call picnic baskets today. Yep. Out, you know, like baskets with sandwiches and make a whole day of it when they would pick a nick mm-hmm. you know the n-word i'm not gonna say it they would pick a grill exactly and yep. you know and hang them yeah and i would just i was like wait what i was almost afraid to use the word picnic for like a good year because i felt i felt wrong it felt like that's why i say that i shouldn't use like that's it facts barbecue you throw some, throw yeah, some meat but, on it, bro. You know, and, and this is why I'm like, we, we as Caribbean people, even Caribbean Americans, we cannot forget this part of our culture because we are the descendants of the slaves that survived. We have to hold on right. to something to commemorate them to to remember them by you know because they endured so much they had to create something to communicate they had to create a system to communicate with each other to communicate to the people who owned them you know so why is it that we see it like it's it's not a good thing to have an accent when the Irish come over here, they don't lose their accent. When the Italians come over here, they don't lose their accent. Nope. The Spanish come over here, we gotta, if you look at half the job, they telling you, you need the they want people to be bilingual. Be bilingual. Stuff. So why is it that we feel that we need to lose our language but ain't nobody else assimilating? Ain't nobody else losing their language. So why do we need to? Because unfortunately, they don't always—they don't accommodate everybody's language. <laughs> and it's funny, you know what? I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna say that anymore because the way how the world is right now—I don't know if you've seen the video of the Jehovah Witness yeah. pamphlet that people—they started printing them drums in in Jamaican pesos. Oh. <laughs> I mean, let me tell you something. And I was cracking up at that video because. But I actually saw one, and I'm like, oh, they really do mm-hmm. exist. I thought somebody made it just for the video initially. And then when I realized, like, they actually have them and do hand them out, I'm like, that's awesome. You know why? Because a lot of people yep. write like they speak, especially if they didn't get to go to school yep. or didn't get to finish school or whatever the case may be. They write like they speak. So sometimes when you give somebody something, if you really want them to understand it, you have to come to them in a way that they will understand like sometimes when I'm at work I'm not Hispanic I'm not a Spanish speaking person but I know that sometimes I might have to throw a little mm-hmm. a little Spanish out there and I've because I live here because you know I've had Hispanic friends or because in school they would teach us this language or teach us languages 
Like, I'm a person, I love mm-hmm. language. I love to learn new languages. Um, I love to do music in different languages because I think it's fun. And I pick it up very easily. I may not always remember every single meaning, but I do pick it up in some, like, shape or form. And, like, I'll be at work and I'll talk Spanish and people will be like, do you speak Spanish? I'm like, I know enough mm-hmm. to get through what I need to get through. And, I mean, unfortunately, nobody's going to be coming and talking antiquing and expecting somebody to pick it up and I've even had that at work where I'm talking to someone and they're Caribbean and they may not you know be able to just switch it on and yep. off they can only speak how they speak and when they speak I'm just like oh okay yeah I understand what you're saying and I just keep it pushing like and I like that I have that versatility I like that when somebody comes in they can feel like the person that they spoke to understood them and exactly. you know could help them and whatever I feel like they need that's to help what, with. That's that's the the main point of you know keeping language and and not trying to lose it because you never know when you are going to need to like they would say code switch. You know, you may be in a position yep. where this person is speaking to you raw dialect patois whatever. And then you tried to hit them with the, well, ma'am, and, and you know, da-da-da-da-da, and they're looking at you like you have three heads. But if you know that you can help this person, you could be like, yo, let me tell you, right? This is how you do them. And they probably be like, oh, my God, thank you so much because she tried to explain it to me and whatever, whatever, whatever. But they're speaking with their accent, their dialect, their patois, whatever. You know what I'm saying? And because you decided that you yep. ain't gonna worry about your Bethany or your American voice or whatever you want to use, you just gonna use the your native tongue or your mother or your father's native tongue. Mm-hmm. This person has a better understanding of something. Yep, that's definitely the case. I mean, I've seen, I've seen Hispanic, even older people, that the look on their face of pure confusion sometimes when someone like sometimes when people don't speak the language they speak louder to another person that still doesn't understand what you're saying you now just sound like they feel inferior they they exactly uncomfortable and and uncomfortable they're they're frustrated with the whole situation and it's probably one exactly and sometimes that can escalate a situation and because there's that that barrier right you know, it affects the whole situation. And like you said, it can escalate. Now we we done reached a hundred when we could have been yeah. at one the whole time. Yeah. Definitely. But yeah, I mean, like I said, I feel like language is something that we need to hold on to because it's part of our culture. It's part of our history. We should embrace it. We should use it pass it on pass and it on like with pamphlets if somebody needs something translated yo I'm, I'm fine with translating it I'm sure people need their bibles translated into a little dialect or patois whatever accent whatever you know what I'm saying you never know <laughs> you just never know and I've seen it I've seen a lot of things I mean things are changing and it's just it's interesting to see how language draws people together when mm-hmm. at one point in time it yep. may have driven them apart. And 
I find that that's cool. I find that I can have, you know, friends in different countries or whatever because we relate on that level, on the level of, okay, you're of Caribbean descent, I'm of Caribbean descent, we have similar upbringing, similar culture, and, you know, and even the language. Language is similar. Sometimes, you know, people will talk and it's not like they've mastered their American accent yet, and now you have somebody that can relate to you and talk to you Mm -hmm. and you don't feel like so much of an outsider. So I'm hoping that my children will definitely pick up, you know, pick up on my accent, pick up on their father's accent, whatever yeah. the case may be, pick up on their grandparents' accent. Um, and just, you know, I'm not going to, I will, you just always got to make everything a teaching moment. You just got to, you know, allow them to understand that there's a time and a place yep. for certain things. And that's it. Yeah, I can't do the whole, you will yeah, not, not speak this way and that way and whatever. Just for what? The more Girl, sometimes the more you tell them not me. to, the more they want to. It's like now I can't turn it off. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? But yeah, guys, we want to thank y'all for tuning in. You see, I'm trying to twang it, tuning in. <laughs> nah, but tuning thanks, guys, in. for tuning in. <laughs> we hope that you know this this topic is one of discussion with you and your friends, your family, your kids whoever can relate and we will see y'all next week same time same place thanks for listening to big chat with mola and rini thanks y'all bye bye our question of the week last week was um was your career choice influenced by your family's expectations? And a few of our followers, they chimed in on IG. So thank you guys for doing that. And one of our followers said yes and no. My career was my choice, but making sure that I worked hard and had a career was definitely influenced by them. And I think we all can relate to that for the simple fact that our parents most of our parents are our biggest supporters, our biggest um, motivators. They want us to do better than them. So it's like being better, choosing a career that will make you better and do better is definitely influenced by their upbringing, their teaching, stuff like that. Another follower said, um, like 15 years ago, she definitely took the path that her family wanted her to take or expected her to take, but it wasn't for her. And she went a different route and she felt like she disappointed them. And it was a conversation with her mother and her mother was just like, um, your family is proud of you, period. And she said that for her was the moment that her expectations shifted on her career, her life, and stuff like that. And I think that no matter what you decide to do in life, as long as it's something positive and something that is going to make them proud, will definitely be a factor, a motivating factor for a lot of us. I think a lot of us feel like we're going to disappoint our families and we don't want to disappoint them. That's why we follow certain paths, not knowing that just maybe just accomplishing the fact that you graduated college, something that many of them never did. 
is an accomplishment and something that makes them proud. You know, another follower commented and said, um, at first, yes. And as she began to grow into herself, she started to follow her own path. And I feel that's what a lot of us start to do as we get older you know when you're young and you're fresh and you're you're just going to college and stuff like that you want to impress your family you don't want to disappoint them like I said previously so once you get older and you're like okay this is not making me happy or this is not what I really want to do then you start to walk your own path and um, one last comment that I'm going to read is from another follower on IG. I want to thank all the followers on IG again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And she said um, she spent a lot of her years up until her junior year in college focusing on going to law school. And she attended a law school forum. And that's when she realized that being a lawyer just wasn't for her. And she said that... Um, she didn't under she didn't think that her family understood her reason for not pursuing that path and of course you know they probably just wanted her to be a lawyer that's what they wanted but her mom accepts everything that she's doing now so she's not worried about you know not disappointing the family and I think that's just what it is once we get the validation that they are still happy and they they accept the path that we're on and they see that they raised mature adults they raise people who are going to do well in the world it doesn't really matter if you're a doctor or a lawyer or something like that Maybe that was your path and you stuck with it and kudos to you, you know, but there are many people out there who wanted to try those paths and they knew it wasn't for them from the beginning. So finding their path and finding their happiness and what they're doing now is definitely something that it's just influenced from your family. Because at the end of the day, your family wants you to be happy. They want you to be successful. They don't want you to, to have to live in any desperate situations. So thank you all again for dropping those comments. And check out our question of the week dropping tonight. As always, one love, people. Big chat. Hey guys, it's Rini. Just wanted to let you know you can follow us on Instagram at Big Chat WMR and on Facebook at Big Chat with Mala and Rini. Check us out, Big Chat with Mala and Rini, dropping every Wednesday at 8 p.m.